Welcome food and fitness lovers to Tina's Ageless Kitchen. I'm Chef Tina Martini. You might know me as the Medicine Chef. Welcome food and fitness lovers to Tina's Ageless Kitchen. I'm Chef Tina Martini. You might know me as the medicine chef. Well, today in the Ageless Kitchen, we're making it a gluten-free zone. Well, what exactly does that mean, gluten-free? Did you know that gluten-free is the largest food trend that the culinary world and retail grocers have ever seen? Well, gluten-free means that people are intolerant to the proteins that are in wheat, for example, and there's lots of other grains that fall into that category. Mostly we focus on wheat, but barley falls in there as well. So we want to be careful with every grain that we eat if we are gluten-free. Now, how do we know if we are? Well, when we eat wheat, generally we'll get a really tough belly, our stomach will bloat or hurt, and you definitely feel that result directly after eating anything that has high wheat content or some of these other grains that we'll talk about today. So gluten-free means that we're going to eradicate all of those proteins and use things more like wild rice flour, garbanzo flour, that kind of thing. So today we're using a blend of gluten-free grains and products to make our uh, focaccia. We're gonna make a gluten-free focaccia. And one of the reasons I wanted to do bread and pizza today is because those are the two things that my gluten-free clients tell me they miss the most. Very rarely when you're gluten-free would you get to eat anything like that or pastry crust because what? It's made with wheat generally. So our gluten-free flour, again, let's just review some of the options coconut flour, wild rice flour, and garbanzo beans. What that means to you is it opens up a whole world of phytonutrients, and you as the consumer get to enjoy an array of tastes and textures, as well as all these health benefits that are found in these other products. So today, again, we're using a blend, which is my favorite. Now, there's all kinds of gluten-free flours on the market now. You don't have to really search out too much because as I mentioned in the beginning, gluten-free is the largest trend the food industry has ever seen. So we're gonna start with our focaccia now and I'm just gonna put in a couple cups of the gluten-free blended flour. Now again, this AP flour, all-purpose flour, is readily available. So just look in your health food store and even some of the regular grocery markets now carry these gluten-free products because it seems to be not only a trend, but something that's here to stay in the markets. All right, so we're gonna use regular yeast. Yeast doesn't contain gluten, and there's some nutrients in yeast as well. Yeast kind of gets a bad rap, but remember, it's everything in moderation and everything in balance, and that brings us to radiant health. That's the best way, I think, to bring ourselves to that good place that we wanna be with our health. All right, so I've got a little yeast, and I'm just gonna put it over a little bit of warm water. 
Now you can use gluten-free beer here, and we're gonna talk a little later in the show about alcohol consumption, and is your alcohol grain-free? This is a big question for gluten-free consumers. All right, so I've got the warm water. I'm gonna put a little honey in, and that will help feed the yeast. You don't need too much. You can use any sweetener that you like, chef, so I'm gonna leave it up to you. But again, I do like the honey. And I do sometimes use a mix of the gluten-free beer, which we're gonna use later to make our pizza crust. Really delicious. I think you're gonna love it. So we're just gonna let that proof. Now, I've already done that ahead of time because I don't want you waiting around for our yeast to proof. So I've got that already done here in the bowl and we're gonna go ahead and add that to our flour. It's really just like making any other bread or dough. However, the gluten-free lack thereof, I should say, makes it a little bit unstable when working with these recipes. So I'm gonna give you some tips today that's gonna make your dough more stable and easier to work with. I think it's one of the reasons that we get a little bit frustrated with our gluten-free attempts. Gluten is a stabilizing factor in our doughs and breads and crusts and things, and the lack thereof kind of makes the dough a little bit unstable sometimes. I think this is why people give up often on their gluten-free attempts because it is an unstable product. So I'm gonna give you some tips and some tasty treats to work with today that are easy to do and manageable and you'll have great success and can then move forward with your gluten-free attempts. All right, so we've got our proofed yeast in with a little bit of honey. Agave would work, uh, coconut palm sugar, you've seen me use several times so we can use that as well. Now here's a kicker that's a little bit different and this is a bloomed chia seed. Now chias are all the rage and as a matter of fact, we spent a whole day in the Ageless Kitchen just talking about this powerful and mighty little seed. Now it's Mayan medicine, it's ancient medicine, as are many of the things that I speak of and use in the Ageless Kitchen. The chia seed, chia actually means strength, and again it's from ancient Mayan medicine. The chia seed, very high in omega-3 fatty acids, very good source of fiber, and what you'll notice here is that I've had the chia seed in water before we got started, and that bloomed the chia seed. Now, blooming the chia seed makes it more of a hydration type thing, but it also acts in baking like an egg. So this is your first gluten-free tip. Use your bloomed, moisturized chia seeds to act as an egg, a binder, and a leavening. And I think that's gonna really help stabilize your product. We are gonna go ahead and add a whole egg, however, just for a little bit more protein, zeaxanthin, and lutein. Now, the yolk a lot of times people don't wanna work with because they think it's high in cholesterol. And we really couldn't move further away from the truth when we start speaking about that. So the egg is a good thing. It works together in synergy. There's beta carotene that helps the body make vitamin A. It also is a great source of iron, and that would be hema iron, the most absorbable iron there is. Also, it's gonna make the bread really fluffy and light. And then you've got your white there that has albumum. Albumum is one of the most powerful cholesterol lifters we know of. So it all works in synergy. Going back to the phytonutrients that I just mentioned, the big words, zeaxanthin and lutein really protect the eyes from sun damage. All right, so let's just go ahead and begin to mix. Now, just like any baked good, we wanna be gentle with the dough. So I'm just gonna kind of work this in with the fork. 
and get that started. And then let's go ahead and add some fresh herbs. Now you know I love working with fresh herbs. They bring a real brightness to our baking. I've got parsley here. Parsley is really great for the digestive tract. You've heard me talk about its hormone balancing properties, but let's focus on what it does to the lungs, the digestive tract, and the stomach acid in general. Parsley really acts on chlorophyll. Chlorophyll does three things for our body, Chef. It rejuvenates, refreshes, and revitalizes. It's a very powerful anti-inflammatory, and as you already know, almost every disease that we talk about in the age kitchen or anywhere for that matter is based on inflammation so parsley is a great go-to herb for fresh breath really clean digestion and keeping that inflammation down now I've got some fresh chives here now the green of the green onion would work just fine chives have just a little milder flavor and they've also got allium compounds in them allium compounds showing up to be one of our best cancer fighters ever. So I'm going to continue to mix. Now we're going to need to proof this dough. So as soon as I get this together with everything, you've got a little bit of melted butter here and of course that's going to add great flavor and texture. It's also going to help everything work together as a binder to hold and stabilize our bread and butter of course really showing up on the researchers profile as something that contributes to longevity more good news about real food last thing in apple cider vinegar one of my favorite health go-to's lowers blood pressure makes your hair nice and fluffy and shiny cleans your breath great way for um, you to achieve gum health lowers the blood pressure so there's just a whole lot of good going on with our apple cider vinegar. All right, so I've got everything in the bowl, chefs, and you can see that it's starting to come together in a ball. I just want to be very gentle. You could use your stand mixer here and use your dough hook. If you had a nice stand mixer, that would make the job easier. I'm gonna bring this together, put it in an oiled bowl, just like we would any of our bread doughs, cover it and put it in a warm area for about 40 minutes just to let that yeast do its job. And when we come back, we're gonna put it in our oiled cake pan. I'm gonna use a spring form and we'll talk about the reason why when I get back. I'll see you in just a minute. Hi, welcome to Taste This TV. I'm Chef Joe Simonera. Really excited about a product that I'm gonna be using today called Skinny Girl Snacks. And of course, my favorite there, white cheddar chipotle is the one that I'll be using for this particular dish. Now, when you think of popcorn, it could be just a snack time in front of the television. But what I really like this product is mixing it with salad. And I'm gonna show you a quick and easy way to do that now. First, to get started, I'd like to do a little bit of a vinaigrette, which I take a little bit of balsamic oil and olive oil, and I pour it into the bowl. I take a little salt, pepper, and then I take some Skinny Girl and mix it in with the greens. And you can see already that the popcorn picks up the flavor of the balsamic vinegar. Next, you want to take some olive oil, drizzle it over the top, and then you have it, another incredible recipe using Skinny Girl Snacks, in this case, their Cheddar Chipotle. Taste this. 
Welcome back to the Ageless Kitchen. And it's a gluten-free zone today, chefs. What a wonderful thing to be able to have bread and pizza again when you're practicing a gluten-free nutrition program. I'm gonna start with some pizza sauce right now. And our herbed focaccia is still in the oven baking and it smells great in here. Uh, let's just get a little saucepan and then we'll go ahead and put a little bit of olive oil in just for some flavor and body to the sauce. We're not really going to saute any vegetables per se, but again, it just gives that nice fragrant aroma to the sauce and it also gives a nice body. Now I've got some fire roasted tomatoes here and we know the power of lycopene. We've talked about it a lot. Lycopene is really well known for its benefit on the prostate and it looks like lycopene just may be one of the cures for prostate cancer. Really having great results with that. But here's something that most people don't know about lycopene and again in the cooked tomato it increases greatly. We usually think that nutrients decrease when we add heat, but we're going to talk about how they increase with the lycopene. Now the lycopene reduces sun damage by as much as 40%. That's something that is not so well known about the lycopene. Now in a raw tomato, it's 27% lycopene. In a cooked tomato, 300% chefs. Now what happens is it doesn't increase the amount of lycopene to add heat. What it does is it makes the lycopene more bioavailable. And what that means is it's easier for the body to uptake and utilize and therefore get the benefits. So what I did was I got some fire roasted tomatoes just to add another layer of flavor. And I know you hear me say that constantly, that we're always building layer upon layer of flavor well, the fire roasting of the tomatoes and the fragrant olive oil really continues to add all those beautiful layers. All right, I'm gonna put in just a little pinch of sea salt, kosher salt, whatever you like. And I've also got some fresh thyme, basil, and oregano. I'm gonna move my pizza bowl for just a minute. We're gonna mix that up in just a sec, but let's focus on our sauce. So I've got some fresh thyme and you can just throw that in anyway. You can also do it on the branch and just throw it in and let it simmer. And the little leaves will fall off of the branch and then you can just pluck the whole thing out. Really great handy hint from the Ageless Kitchen. Now I've got some fresh oregano and oregano focuses on the knee joint, which is really kind of odd when you think about it. There's one other ingredient that we've discussed before in the Ageless Kitchen that focuses on the knee joint. Do you remember what it is? Sesame seeds. Now oregano has a very nice complex of phytonutrients and they work together in a synergistic way to work on the lubrication of the joints. And this is one reason that oregano in particular is really great for the knee joints. Those knee joints move a lot and have a lot of weight on them. And so they need to have lots of synovial fluid and the oregano and its phytonutrient profile really help the joint to open up and let that synovial fluid flow out that keeps us young and youthful and keeps those joints flexible, which is what we want. All right, so I've got the heat up just a little bit here because I'm gonna evaporate the water out and reduce the fire roasted tomatoes. And that gives a richness, a thickness to the sauce, although we are gonna add some tomato paste right now. 
but it also gives a really nice, intense, deep tomato flavor. If you're using canned tomatoes like we are today, chefs, you definitely want to cook it out and let that water evaporate off. It also removes the canned taste from the tomatoes. I've got tomato paste. This is our highest source of lycopene that we know of. Tomato paste is concentrated, and we've talked about that before, the removal of water and the concentration and impact that has on the phytonutrient profile. So let's just stir all that up. We've got it bubbling, and wow, between the herb focaccia baking and the tomato sauce cooking on the stove with oregano and thyme. I'm gonna add some fresh basil. It smells like Italy in here. All right, so I've got some little basil leaves. Now basil, really great for anxiety. Now also what I do with fresh basil is I crush it up in my hand and throw it under some running hot water in the bathtub and I actually soak in the fresh basil. It draws out the toxins that make for muscle soreness. So if you work out a lot and like the gym like I do, then you're going to want to use some fresh basil and some sea salt perhaps in your bath next time and draw out all the lactic acid that makes those muscles sore. Now you can see I just rolled up a little tiny cigar out of my basil. We're going to hold the blade and tuck the fingers and we're going to chiffonade the basil into ribbons. That's going to help bring out the essential oils and just sprinkle that right in. Now what's the difference between fresh and dried herbs, chef? Well, dried herbs are more intense, that's for sure. Again, talking about reducing the water or taking the water out completely. Fresh herbs, they add that greenery type flavor, that really light and lively and bright note to whatever recipe you're creating. So we've got three great herbs. We're working on anxiety, we're working on joint health, we're working on all kinds of feminine hormone balancing with the thyme, and thyme is also a great herb for migraine headaches. So we've got a whole lot of delicious medicine going on. Let's go ahead and mix up our pizza dough while we continue to reduce our sauce. All right, again, a blend of the gluten-free ingredients such as sorghum, wild rice, uh, the coconut flour is gluten-free, but again, you'll choose what's good for you. They even make flour out of cannellini beans now. Cannellini beans, really, like any bean or legume, great source of protein, but what the cannellini bean also offers, more so than the garbanzo bean, which is really common in gluten-free cooking, is that it's perfectly balanced between omega-3 and omega-6. All right, so we've got some beer here, and I'm using the gluten-free, so let's talk about alcohol for a minute. Just sprinkle that yeast right over. I've got some ground flaxseed. Now the alcohol situation is very crucial if you're going to practice gluten-free. Now a lot of times people go gluten-free just because they like the way their stomach and their digestive tract works better, but a lot of people have celiac disease. Now celiac is a fatal disease. It can really be very serious and actually, as I said, be fatal. So if you are experiencing celiacs, then you must be gluten-free. If it's just an intolerance, then we can work with that in a milder way and it's not as crucial. That would be known as coliac. Now, coliacus is a Greek word that means to suffer in the bowels. And that's exactly what happens with our celiacs and our coliacs. 
is that a lot of discomfort happens when we eat these certain foods. Now to add a little more interest to our blends of different things here like the cannellini beans and the garbanzo beans, I've added the ground flaxseed. Ground flaxseed really made its way onto the health food scene about 10 years ago. It's high in phytoestrogen, good estrogen, but I wouldn't make a practice of giving it to the men in the family too much. A chia seed is much lower in phytoestrogen, so I'm gonna use both here. The ground flax seed is the way that we get the nutrients out, and it must be ground for humans to absorb all of the great omega-3s and lignans. Now, lignans protect hormone receptors, and that prevents us from having any uh, kind of hormone-based cancers and things. All right, you can see that this proofed up really nicely. It's the beer and the yeast, and that's really bubbling well. Now we're gonna add a little more poof power with some non-aluminum baking powder, and then I'm gonna add a little bit of our olive oil to this to give a really nice silky body to the pizza dough. And as you can see, I'm being gentle with my pizza dough. We don't want to overhandle things. We've got our bloomed chia seed, which is gonna act as leavening and a little interest in texture and nutty flavor. We've got our ground flax seed in here, more nuttiness and more interest on the texture. Boy, that's just coming together perfectly, isn't it? Beautiful, excellent. Okay, so we've got everything that we want in there. I'm gonna give the sauce a stir, and that's reducing great. Let's go ahead and pull this off the heat a little bit here. Boy, that looks perfect. I'm gonna finish with a little bit of balsamic vinegar just for a bite. Now, if you find that there's too much of a bite in the sauce, you can put a little bit of honey in here or a little bit of sweetener. All right, that's just perfect. Nice and thick, we'll let that sit for a moment and the aroma is just beautiful. All right, we're gonna knead our dough a little bit and turn that out on the board. So just go ahead, if it's not all mixed together, don't worry, chefs, it's gonna come together in no time. You don't even need to have any bench flour if you've got a little extra flour in your bowl. But remember, if you need a little bench flour, just do a sprinkling there. All right, so the dough is super tender, really light, and that's just the way we want it. You want to handle it carefully. You want it to feel like a baby's bottom. That's what we're looking for here. It's nice and soft and beautiful. Now the kneading doesn't need to take as much place as it does with a regular gluten dough because we're not building gluten. There is no gluten here. So it's just a matter of bringing it together and then oiling your mixing bowl, turning it over and over so that it gets covered with the olive oil. We're gonna go ahead and cover that like we did the focaccia and set it aside for a little bit, let it double in size, and then we'll bring it back, knead it again, push it out, and we'll have pizza gluten-free style. You gotta love that. I'll be back in just a moment. For generations, our family has perfected authentic Mexican dishes from seasoned chicken and beef to carnitas, arroz, and barbacoa. The Cardenas family has always followed the traditions of their ancestors when it comes to cooking. From the beginning, they've created authentic Mexican dishes from scratch using recipes that have been passed down and perfected over generations. 
This tradition of gathering around a great meal with family and friends is what their here, Foods, strives to pass on. From our family to yours. All right, welcome back, chefs. We're in the Ageless Kitchen making gluten-free stuff today. It's a gluten-free zone. And one of my favorites, pizza. We're getting ready to put that together and put that in the oven, and it'll be time to take the herb focaccia out. So I'm just going to olive oil a little bit of a sheet pan here, and I do like the olive oil only because the aroma, the fruitiness, it just goes with the Italian theme, doesn't it? So just spread that out any way that you like, or the dough will spread it out. Don't worry about that. And then the dough has doubled, so we're going to put that out and punch it down. You do that with regular dough as well. So I'm just going to put a little bench flour down. You don't want much and remember that a true baker is going to throw the bench flour from the side that's why you see me just kind of tossing it across so that it's just a light dusting all right so we're going to push this out just a little bit and start the kneading process and again we don't really need the gluten-free products like we do the gluten ones because the kneading actually builds the gluten this is more to break down and soften the dough and get it ready to be rolled out well, speaking of rolling, you probably noticed that I have my new shirt on, Keep Calm and Roulade On. This is my new line of Chef Wisdom t-shirts, and you can get yours on themedicinechef.com, and I'll give that information more at the end of the show. So Keep Calm and Roulade On. Roulade is the French word to roll, and we've got our rolling pin right here. So I'm going to put just a little bit more flour down on the dough so it doesn't stick, and you can also put a little bit of flour on your pin. Now let's make room here and then just start from the middle. Whoops, I need a little bit more room. Got quite a rolling pin here, don't I, chefs? Now remember to start from the middle and kind of just keep pushing out from the center. If you get it too thin on one side and too thick, well, what's going to happen? It's not going to bake right. So we want to, again, just move from the center. Now this dough is really elastic for not having gluten, and that's what we're looking for. So let's go ahead and just kind of make a rugged pizza. This is actually really thick, so I'm just going to tear it in half. I'm really excited about the texture of the pizza dough. You can use your bench cutter to cut it if you want because it is springy and it's going to be chewy just like a regular high gluten dough. And that's what we're looking for in the regular pizza dough as well. So I'm just going to finish by just pushing it out kind of in a rugged style or rough country you know, more of a peasant type pizza than a perfectly rolled out one. And that's just beautiful. This is going to be great. All right, so let's put our sauce on. I've got a little hole there, so just push that together. And again, we're doing more of a peasant style, freeform crust here. So that's going to be fine. Don't worry about it looking perfect. It's going to taste beautiful. And the texture is going to be just exactly what you would expect from a regular gluten crust. All right, so I've got my delicious sauce, nice and thick. We don't want it too watery, so we reduced it. And you can see that I left pieces of the tomato, so that's going to give a nice consistency. Now, putting the sauce on and our other toppings on right away and putting it in the oven is going to yield a more tender, less crisp dough. 
If you want the pizza crust to be more of a bite to it and have a nice breaking crispy feel, then go ahead and parbake the crust first. Just pop it into the oven for about six minutes and we're gonna bake pretty high at 425. That'll start the baking process and then you can put your toppings and your sauce down and that gives you that nice crispy thin crust feel. Myself, I like a little bit more of a chew, so I just pushed it out Put the sauce and the toppings down. We're going to pop it in the oven, and we'll be right back for a taste of all of our gluten-free creations. Yes! The authentic recipes for all of our products are signature to La Morena. The chilies are literally hand-picked for each can. Everything is manufactured in Mexico and imported into the U.S. La Morena is best known for its quality and authentic flavor, giving our users a taste of home. Stock up on flavor with La Morena. Welcome back to the Gluten-Free Zone, also known as the Ageless Kitchen. Well, today I hope I've helped you accomplish some really great gluten-free treats that people who practice gluten-free nutrition don't normally get to have. Gotta love one of my favorites, and look at how beautiful that pizza looks. We can't wait to dig into that. Top it with anything that you like. I just put a little bit of cheese on, and the sauce really speaks for itself. Take time to reduce. You know that's one of the keys. And then our light and fluffy herbed focaccia. Now this is really great to do in little rolls as well and you can make your own gluten-free slider buns out of this recipe. Well for all of these recipes and more check it out on foodietv.com or mine and get your t-shirt from Chef Wisdom at themedicinechef.com. That's all for the Ageless Kitchen today. I hope you've enjoyed your time with me as much as I've enjoyed my time with you. I'm Chef Tina Martini. Here's to your health.